When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, there's a fair bit happening in the world of broadcast of sport. A new deal being announced today. It's a huge one, too, uh, between the Tab Corp, uh, Nine Entertainment, and the VRC. We've talked a lot about the Melbourne Rebels over the last couple of weeks as well, and there's a bit of other stuff around. Uh, we thought we'd check in with business reporter from the Australian Financial Review for Transparency, owned by Nine Entertainment, Zoe Samios. She is on the line. G'day, Zoe. G'day, how are you? I'm really well. Really appreciate your time today. So this is a big one, a historic deal after Channel 7 basically withdrew Channel 10 with the previous broadcasters, but it's been announced today, Tabcorp 9 and the VRC, in a deal worth $80 million, uh, six years was the term. What's your take on that initially, Zoe? Well, look, I initially, when I found out that Nine was in the race, I was actually quite surprised just because Seven has such a history of broadcasting racing and obviously what Paramount and, and Channel 10, the free-to-air network it, uh, it owns, have been saying is that they really liked the deal that they had. But obviously the way that the VRC wanted to do this deal was a little different. They wanted to work with a wagering operator, which kind of changed the entire way that the uh, the thing will be presented. And so... Look, I think it's a it's a pretty interesting strategy uh, from Tabcorp to, to put it on nine, and I'm really curious to see, well, actually, if people know to flip the channel. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's one of the issues that we see in football in this country, how fragmented the game is across all the different properties that it has. Now you're talking about uh, racing, and, and it has been difficult for some people to find the, uh, the Melbourne Cup Carnival on Channel 10. Uh, and then the other part about this, Zoe, which is interesting too, is that it's going to be a sub-licence. Am I right in saying this is similar to what the uh, Optus did with the Matildas that gave it to Channel 7 and who could ever um, foresee what was going to transpire with that? Yeah, exactly. So the sub-licence basically means that you've got, a, uh, I guess, a paywall product that owns something and then they're giving it to a, to a television network to give that particular event the opportunity to reach mass eyeballs. So not everyone will be watching Tab Corp's racing channel Sky. So you want to be able to ensure that if, you know, you don't have uh, Foxtel um, uh, and you don't have access to the Sky channel, that you're able to be uh, to watch the Melbourne Cup yep. anywhere that you are. In saying that, though, and, and to your point, it is quite tricky to work out where to watch it. I know that uh, for years when Channel 10 had the Melbourne Cup, people would email me saying, Channel 7 didn't run the Melbourne Cup. You need to tell them that they've stuffed up in this area. And I'm thinking, no, they just, they, they don't actually have the Melbourne Cup. Yes, yes. Um, I know it's um, confusing on a Saturday afternoon. Sometimes you're watching the races and the race you've had a bet on down in Melbourne is not broadcast across Sky Channel. So you've got to work out where you can see that. Um, just on that, how does, how does Nine Entertainment, uh, and we know that it was just shy of 270,000 fans there, across the four days at Flemington. How do they engage those people beyond just the four days of that carnival to make it a year-long engagement? Oh, God, that's a that's a tricky thing. But, you know, Nine has so many uh, particular, well, not just 
entertainment shows like Married at First Sight, but it also has a lot of sports broadcast deals. You know, it's a broadcaster of the Olympics. It's a broadcaster of the NRL. I suspect what they will try and do is cross-promote. So they'll use all of those television programs that they have to say, hey, this is coming up. Make sure that you're watching or buy some tickets. You know, the other thing about Nine is, is as you disclosed, I'm, I'm part of the Nine family. I work for the Financial Review. One of the things that Nine really likes to do with its broadcast deals is actually use the newspapers, use its streaming service, Stan, as well as its television and radio network to kind of use them as a promotional tool, be able to use the advertising that they can offer to promote some of the events that they that they are um, investing in. Yeah, right. So that's the contra component of this deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah. I, I think we saw it really successfully with the Rugby League. Dawn of the Dolphins was the story of the start of the Dolphins across I think that was on stand, but that was uh, obviously promoting Rugby League, which is broadcast by Channel 9. So get ready for a Last Dance-style Maccabi Diva doco, do you, re- <laughs> do you reckon? It wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> All right. Uh, Melbourne Rebels, involuntary administration. This was really concerning for a number of like – when 10 people lose their jobs, it's never um, a, a great thing. Then we had whoever did stay – put on four-month contracts down there. That must be alarm bells for players and and anyone else involved in that, especially the fans who couldn't buy a ticket until 3 p.m. yesterday. What are you anticipating from the Melbourne Rebels and, by extension, Rugby Australia over the course of this super rugby season, Zoe? Well, look, I think it will be probably more like business as usual for this season. I know that the morale is probably pretty low for fans and also for the players, given the the length of contracts for some of the administrator, uh, administration team at the Rebels. But I think, uh, look, I'm not awfully optimistic about the long-term prospects of the Rebels. I think I, I think everyone would love to see them to con- uh, be able to continue as, as, a, as a club, but there is just so much debt in there. Mm-hmm. And you've got a weird situation where this, yes, of course, there are issues with funding. Yes, of course, we can have a debate about Rugby Australia and them giving enough, uh, injecting enough cash into the game. But you've also got a situation where, you know, the people that were in charge of that that body hadn't paid tax for five years. You can't do that. That's actually illegal. Yeah. Um, if, you're, if you're missing tax bills as well as stadium fees, superannuation, you know, you, there's a conversation that needs to be had around who's actually going to run the thing if we go beyond 2024. And I wouldn't have high hopes that you'd want the same sort of people uh, or at least the same people that have been in charge while all of this has gone on still running the thing. So not only do you have a situation where you've got to work out if there's going to be enough money left or if anyone can rescue it and revive it, you've then got to make a decision about who's leading it. Yeah, a very good point. $20 million in counting, which I think uh, over $11 million owed to the ATO. So that's a, a very good point that you make. What about the impact on so Rugby Australia's plans? And that is, hey, we've got all this money coming in 2025 with the British and Irish lines. And then we've got the Rugby World Cup in 2027. And we'll make a lot of money there. And I would suggest that a lot of those games, maybe even a Rugby World Cup final, the MCG would be a potential venue. What impact would a no Melbourne Rebels have on the, the prospect of that, Zoe? Well, look, I do think the reality is that it is tricky if you move remove a team from the state, and and that, as everyone would know, rugby union isn't a particularly uh, popular sport relative to the footy 
uh, in Melbourne mm. uh, or in Victoria. So you're already in a challenging market anyway. You remove the very little or, or the, the very little but very loyal presence that it has there. And then all of a sudden it's like, what's the point? But, you know, I do think and I think there has been some public commentary around the fact that it wouldn't change the capacity of Rugby Australia to have one or two games at the MCG if they if they wanted to for the Lions to rule the World Cup. I mean, it's one thing to say that, it's another thing to execute, right? But yeah. I would hope that rugby, you know, rugby union is a national sport. I would hope that it is represented in every state on a club level, but also if we're going to be showcasing the nation to other countries, you would hope that they are they will have at least one or two matches down in Melbourne. Mm, interesting. And, and one of the things that is of value down there at the Rebels is the licence. Now, that's owned by Rugby Australia. What do you anticipate Rugby Australia doing with that? There's some question marks about the Brumbies, although that's a very strong brand in Australian sport. Do, do we see opportunity of a, a, a rugby club or rugby franchise pop up somewhere else, Zoe? Oh, look, I don't like to be a fortune teller because then you look really silly after the fact. But <laughs> I, uh, I I, don't think a merger, particularly the, the one that's been reported between the Brumbies and the Rebels is in the foreseeable future. I think it's more likely that you see a team leave and, and you end up with four super rugby teams rather than five. Right. But um, uh, look, long term, maybe another franchise will pop up. That super rugby format has changed and chopped and changed so much over the last, what, five years, five, ten years anyway, that yep. it wouldn't surprise me if we see see some more change in the future. But, look, I think if the Rebels do continue to operate, it wouldn't surprise me if Rugby Australia holds on to the licence, at least in the short term, just to make sure that, you know, all of the ducks are in a row and all the money's coming in and out okay. You know, you wouldn't want another situation where we repeat what's sort of played out in the last few months. Yeah, if you're worried about being wrong too, Zoe, you should just be an afternoon talkback host because when you're right, you, re- <laughs> you remind people and when you're wrong, you just forget about it, right? So <laughs> you just move past it. Maybe something for you there. Hey, now the other thing we're doing today, um, alternate physical treatments on the back of Tom Trebojevic doing a little bit of ballet to get ready for the 2024 season. You ever undertaken any alternate physical treatments, Zoe? Oh, I'd love to channel Tom and do some ballet, but uh, I, I don't venture down that path at the moment. That was more a 10-year-old Zoe thing. Right. Um, I think <laughs> I do I do two things that I guess could be considered alternative. Uh, alternative. Um, I do hot mat Pilates, which is basically Pilates in a 35-degree room. Oh, okay. You know, just build up the sweat and all of that. And yep. then I also, just to top off in the in the, in speaking of heat, I like to use LED saunas as well, just to really sweat out anything uh, that I've eaten or, or drunk right. in, in the previous days. Okay, so just checking, that's the that's the infrared sauna, right? Yeah, that's the infrared sauna. Not I can't do the hot sauna. The hot sauna is like 90 degrees. This is more of a 65 degrees and they claim that the LED targets certain things and it's better for your skin and I've totally bought all of that so I go. <laughs> yeah right well I've been reliably informed that the infrared saunas are, are much better for you than than the other sauna, uh, sauna so you're on the right track there Zoe on the right track with all the stuff you've told us around this new broadcast deal for the VRC and of course what's happening with the Melbourne Rebels really great to have you on the program thanks for your time today Zoe. Thanks for having me.